Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hey, Clever Investors, and welcome to another show. As we uh, record this podcast today, uh, we're in the final preparation stages for one of the events that we run at Blue Wealth Property that I love being along for. It's the Generation Z or Z. We had the big debate in the office, but it's, it's definitely it's, Z. It's Z. It's Z. I'm old enough to call it Z. <laughs> this is an event that is specifically put together for the, speaking as a mid-50s person, the younger generation, the late teens into their 20s. And it's something that uh, I'm very passionate about and uh, educating people. And as you'd have just heard just then, we've got a guest back in the studio today, um, the founder and CEO of Blue Wealth Property, Dr. Tony Hayek. And I've grabbed him today because I wanted again to touch on the psychology of this, this, this situation, this whole event, this buying property thing for a generation that a lot of them are going to sadly bury their head in the sand and it's all too much and, uh, and, and have, a, have a, a victim story about it. Tony, welcome. Thank you, mate. Good to see you, as always. Gen Z and buying property. Is it really? Can we really help them? Is Have they ever got a chance to do it or should they just give up? Well, as someone who is basically your age, I'm going to claim a few years younger, uh, we are of uh, the generation with a different letter. So we're Gen X and uh, our generation, not unlike uh, every generation since, was told that uh, they couldn't afford to buy property and they'd be priced out of the property market and the reality is that Gen Z is a different generation uh, to the millennials or Gen Y and Gen Y was a different generation to Gen X and we're a different generation to the baby boomer and the reality is that we need to understand the needs and profile of each generation in order to educate them appropriately. And what we found over the last, uh, you know, I've been doing this now for more than 20 years and so many of my clients uh, have aged with me or with us and now they find themselves in their 50s with uh, uh, Gen Z children or younger Gen Y children, you know, the sort of end of Gen Y, beginning of Gen Z type generation. And uh, they're now coming in to invest. And a lot of people are surprised that, you know, this current generation can actually afford to buy. But the reality is that they can certainly afford to buy. They just have to think differently. You know, the, the, I think the biggest challenge that we find ourselves in in 2023 is that still the people that disseminate the information, you know, who are typically older, mm-hmm. come from generations with uh, a different baseline, a different perspective, a different thought process. Yeah, we, we grew up in a generation where you bought your own home and you lived there forever and then you spent your life paying it off. You know, it was relatively conservative and straightforward. 
Um, and if you speak to a Gen Z person now, they couldn't think of anything worse than living in the same place their whole life. And so from our perspective, the clarity around what Gen Z wants will help us to better educate them. And when we did our research uh, with our, the Gen Zers that work in this business and, 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 uh, and around it, what we think they want is not actually what they want. What they want is life choice. What they want is um, uh, freedom. They want experiences. And so they will live in multiple different places. We know that the workplaces change and they do, not only do they have multiple jobs, but they also have multiple careers. And that's very, very different to what we were like when we were kids. And in 2023, we're still trying to implement property strategies that were built 100 or more than 100 years ago by our great-grandparents who were all about the great Australian dream, buy a house, buy it in a good location um, and spend your life paying it off, make sure it's over a 1,000 square metres, which was a quarter-acre block. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't apply anymore. No, who who wants to spend the weekend cutting that amount of grass? Uh, whereas Gen Z has no problem living in apartments, they have no problem problem moving apartments, they have no problem renting if it's in a, in an area that they want to live in. Um, but at the same time, they also do want to build. They want security. They want to hustle. You know, a lot of them have this what they you know what they call the side hustle. You know, which we used to call a part time job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. They're thinking differently because they want different things and their approach has evolved out of the generations before them. And uh, and all of that goes to state of mind, as you know. Yes. Everything starts and ends in your head. Um, so Gen Z event um, for us is an opportunity to educate the next generation and show them what's possible by thinking differently. Um, and, you know, it's not necessarily about saving enough money to buy a home in an overpriced suburb of the city they live in because that's where they grew up and that's where they want to live. When you show them an alternative, which, you know, in, in many cases is rent vesting, you know, investing somewhere else and potentially renting where they want to live, uh, all of a sudden it opens their eyes to uh, a different way of life, a different approach. And they're much, much more comfortable with it. The sad part is that uh, a lot of Gen Z gets sold um, by the media, by TikTok, by Insta stories and so on, that that it's not possible for them. And so a lot of them give up on it. And I suppose a lot of that as well is also the the group of friends that you hang around in as well. Of course, of course. I mean, and my son Joseph is uh, 17. He's just about to finish his HSC. And he spent his whole life listening to me talk about property and thinking differently and, and you know, uh, building knowledge and you know, all that kind of stuff. And even even the stuff that we didn't talk about directly, he's seen indirectly. And so he will have a completely different perspective than most of the kids of his age. And um, the Gen Z event will help some of his mates who, are, who attended the event um, to get more clarity on what is possible for them and how thinking differently give, gives them a leg up on everybody else in their generation. A critical part is obviously knowledge and, and surrounding yourself with that. Do you think that the uh, the Gen Zs that don't have the family environment around them, some of them have probably you know got parents that aren't living together or, or other different things on that. Do you have to have mum and dad and the four-bedroom family home in the suburbs in order to do no. this? 
definitely not. I mean, if, look, from my perspective, I, everything I learned uh, was from everyone but my mum and dad. Yeah, my mum and dad were very much uh, around that traditional you know, buy a home, pay it off type environment, get married, have some kids, get a good job, study hard, you know, that kind of all those sort of traditional uh, lessons you get from your parents. Mm. And they certainly didn't achieve in their lives financially the kind of security that they deserved after working as hard as they did because the knowledge that was imparted on them by their parents was not quite right. And so, sure, they bought the house and paid it off, but now in retirement, they don't have any income-generating assets. Mm, they're living in their biggest asset. Correct. So that's one of the things that we're trying to educate people on. You, know, what, what you need to have income-generating assets. And for Gen Z, what they have that no other generation has is time. Yeah, they can almost not even make a mistake. If they can just get into the market and just sit on their property, uh, it, it will do the job for them. So I want to pick up on, you just mentioned that, that word time. So let's hypothetically pretend that I'm a Gen Z and I look at how much money I don't have in the bank at the moment or whatever and somebody tells me that because everything I've read on the internet and TikTok tells me I need to to save money for the deposit. But when I look at how long it's going to take me to save a deposit, that's that's two, maybe three years at least, maybe even longer of saving. Yep. How do you not lose your way with, with that plan? Because four years, when you're 20-something, I remember when I was 20-something, it's, it's like... Time. It was a, it's a it's long, a long time. time. Look, I think there, there are lots of different ways to do it. Yeah, the the uh, four, the fifth biggest bank in Australia right now is the Bank of Mum and Dad. Apparently, sixty percent of uh, over sixty percent of uh, property transactions, first property transactions, were supported by parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, over the uh, over the last couple of years in this recent wave. So you know, there's this sort of generational money transfer essentially. Yeah. Um, supporting the next generation. That's not, not something that's unusual. But so for those who don't have that kind of support, many do, but some don't, uh, they certainly need to have a plan and they need to have someone who can help mentor them and discipline them uh, and help them keep focused around uh, getting to where they want to go. And, you know, sometimes that's uh, uh, using your money wisely while you're waiting for it to build up to the point where you can buy a property. You know, what are you doing with it? You're putting it in the bank and earning you know, 1% on it or, you you know, do you have some managed funds? Do you, are you is, it, is it working for you somehow? Um, do you know what the goal number is? Because the goal number quite often helps a lot of people work backwards. Yeah? And if I'm going to have a side hustle, what does my side hustle need to look like in order for me to get to that goal? Mm. But the problem for most people is they don't have a goal and they don't have any clarity and they don't know what, how much they need. And well, it's all too confusing. It's yeah. all far too much. It's yeah. just it's it's very overwhelming. It's a very overwhelming. I mean, yeah. so you 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 keep harping on about this, but you need a plan. It sounds so boring. It is boring. It is boring. Unfortunately, um, you don't get anything of what you want in your life without some sort of discipline, and. Uh, us as humans need to tell ourselves the truth. You know, I can, in some ways, I can be very disciplined, and in other ways, uh, very poorly disciplined. Like yeah? with chocolate, like with food. Yeah, for <laughs> example. <laughs> um, and so I think if people tell themselves the truth, they need to surround themselves with people that are going to keep them on track in areas where they're not disciplined. Yeah, that's why people get um, uh, 
personal trainers. That's why people get, uh, you know, um, subscribe to, you know, dietitians. Uh, that's why people have psychologists. That's why, you know, for whatever, you know. So um, you know, that's why people have coaches. So for me, uh, identifying where your strengths and weaknesses are and working out what your plan looks like in order to keep you on track is critical. So you mentioned, like, personal trainers, and I, I don't have the stats on this, but I would say there's been a hundred and something plus percent increase in personal trainers in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and they're there to keep people on track and to so you, you've got a plan, you've told them what the plan is at the beginning and they're going to make you sweat until you get to it and, yep. and, and beyond. So can you get the same type of thing for your finances? Uh, of course, but it's like anything, you know. I need to give my personal trainer permission to flog me. Yeah, uh, and then I need to be okay when when he or she does. So, if I want to save money towards building an asset base that's going to help me in the future to be able to achieve my uh, financial goals and my life goals, as a result, you know, mm -hmm. people fi people's financial goals really are their life goals. It's about providing them with the money they need to live the life they want, right? Yeah. So I need to give someone permission to say, mate you're not spending that much money or you're not putting that money there or you're not like someone needs, they need to give somebody permission to kick their ass essentially. Yeah? And, uh, and that's really important. You know, we've come across lots of different types of people over the 20 years I've been doing this and some are very, people are very good with their money and some people are very um, uh, ill-disciplined with their money. Now, if you're of the ill-disciplined type, uh, surround yourself with someone who's going to help you to become more disciplined. Yeah. Um, drawing money out of your account, having a second account they get paid into that someone else manages for you, all, all sorts of different things. Even from a, a pay packet point of view, uh, I've known it where people have actually got their own payroll to split their pay into different well, we accounts. Do, I do it. I do it every, you know, every fortnight when I pay the team, it's 26 of us. I reckon there would be at least half a dozen that have two different bank accounts. So they're sort of, you know, they're working bank account and they're saving bank account. The, so, it's the one I used to describe to clients that you haven't got ATM access and you can't shout the bar on a Friday night. Correct. It's uh, a discipline's key. Discipline can also then come from your maybe your friends and family as well. Correct. So sharing sharing your your goals with them. Yep. Correct. Doesn't matter where the discipline comes from, mate. It can come from the neighbour. Yeah. Um, as long as it's someone who you know will help you through it and uh, will hold you to account and someone that you've given permission to that you respect, yeah? Very important. You're typically not gonna take guidance or, you know, from somebody if you really don't wanna do it or if, you know, they're not somebody who can sort of, you know, um, tell you the truth. So choose wisely. Somebody that's probably, you know, been on that investment journey or is a bit further down the path than, than what you are. I always say, don't never take advice from someone you don't want to be. Never take advice from someone you don't want to be. So, you know, you always hear me talking about the uncle who knows everything but owns nothing. Don't take advice from that guy. Yeah. 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 They're the ones that are probably going to pull you backwards. Correct. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Um, another little gem. Um, there's a lot of psychology in what we're doing. I think there it's is. very, I think it's very important, as you said, to, to have a goal and to involve the right people around you with keeping there. It's probably going to take you more than 12 months, two years to actually save up to, to get to your property goals and, 
keeping yourself accountable of it. I'm a big one for, for vision boards. Uh, I know you're a big one of your sayings is don't break the chain, uh, which comes from your love of uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Yep. And, uh, and we'll have to get you back on to actually uh, talk about that sometime, about sounds, your analogy awesome. on that. So awesome. thank you again for coming in. We'll get you in again soon. And if you enjoyed this episode, please hit the like button, tell your friends and family about it. Maybe even jump on the platform that you're on and give us a review. I'll see you next week for another edition of the Clever Investor Podcast. You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders. Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets. And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.